1: Making their way to the ring at a combined weight of undeniably sexy, hailing from London, the Wrestle Ramble Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Ramble Podcast. I am Ollie Davis, and I'm
2: joined by Luke Owen. Hello, SWAFT Nation, and a hello to you, Oliver Davis. On this. The final day of our lo- five-day live stream
1: journey, adventure, WrestleMania weekend. How are you feeling? Yeah, there's kind of an epilogue tomorrow where we'll come in for a two hours or so to do the SmackDown After Mania Wrestle Ramble review. Mm-hmm. But yeah, in terms of staying up late, and I mean, it's annoying because I feel finally nocturnal. Yep, I was thinking the same thing. Like this I feel like I would uh, right now as we're recording this, which is uh 25 to 11 in the evening in the pm Mm -hmm. the post meridian oh i don't know what does pm stand for uh should i google that live on air am mean is is a is a tricky one i think post
2: post medium stand for i'm gonna put clock because otherwise it would just tell me prime minister Mm. Post-meridium. Uh, Post-meridium. And what does yeah.
1: AM stand for?
2: It's not always clear what... Uh, 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 what <coughs> does AM stand
1: for? Clock. Ante-meridium. Ante. Okay, so it is still meridian. Yeah. Ante, of course. Before in Greek. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So you, you're now feeling nocturnal. Yeah, nocturnal. Like, at this time, I feel like it's 10am to me. Yeah,
2: it, it's finally starting to, to, to work for me, but unfortunately... <laughs>
1: It's coming to an end. You've got you to sink back up.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, my plan is I'm going out for dinner tomorrow night with my parents. So once we finish the show, I'm going to go out, and then I'll have gone to bed at a normal time, so then I can wake up on Thursday. You thir- can hope. Then on Thursday, Getting to bed is going to be the trouble. Well, what if I get really drunk, and then I'll just uh, I'll just fall asleep idea. when I get home? Um, and then, uh, yeah, then I, hopefully then I can have Thursday to acclimatise again, go to bed at a regular time on Thursday night, and then I should be fine Go for, come Friday. That is all. In
1: theory, or stay up all Wednesday, come in and then go to bed because you'll be dead tired. There's always wake up month. the next day. I'm debating it. Yeah, oh, I don't know. Oh. So I think it's a good tactic though. I mm. think it,
2: it, it might work out for you. Uh, right, we talk about this a little bit during the uh, show, but we did have an email in from Jaron Walker who was there live. Clearly WrestleMania
1: live. Or uh, raw and, and raw oh, wow.
2: Um clearly very very tired um, <clears throat> uh, Jaron Walker because he sent this email to me three times um, with various different edits and <laughs> then uh, tweeted to let me know that he was just very tired and I, act, I had to ask him a question about the third one because he'd said something in the first one corrected it in the second one but then reverted back to the original <laughs> in the third one I was like I just want to make sure is is my reading of this right? And he was like, Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I was like, Because you corrected it again by yeah, the end. He yeah. was like, Clearly, he's very tired. Oh, bless. Bless his heart, but thank you so much for for getting in touch. Uh, he also sent us uh, that man on the ground. He is. He's the one that sent us the video that you will see in the rest of the talk news uh. of the crowd chanting for AE Dub um, during the. Uh, uh, during the commercial breaks for for Raw, uh, but he emails in to say hello once again, guys. This Mania week has been absolutely insane, and tonight was no different. First of all, during the commercial breaks, Sarah Schreiber, or however you spell it, was sort of a fan cam moment where they were encouraged people to hold up signs that they brought to Raw. Most of the signs were corny at best, but they did cut to a sign that said, "Is it too? <laughs> Is it too soon to start booing Roman?" <laughs> <laughs>
1: that is very funny um, a person's got balls Yeah. I, in this climate I would not even dare make that joke but it is funny
2: yeah uh, So there must have been an accident because they cut away so quick and Sarah didn't even mention it the crowd crowd let out a noise
1: well, I'm just in my head I, I, I would have loved to have seen that in my head, that is cutting back to Mike Myers after yeah. the Kanye West uh, <laughs> in the Hurricane Katrina
2: yeah. fundraiser. Uh, so thank you very much female. <laughs> yeah, and as we said throughout the show, um, Cesaro ran in the crowd twice to rip up uh, Beach Balls. Uh, it was an AEW chant that came out, uh, the ones you had on the TV um, yeah, and the crowd were chanting "elite, not elite," um, and chanting AEW dub" to the tune of "New Day Rocks." After the show went off the air, said ah. the Roman did a very emotional send-off for Dean Ambrose. Here's a video <coughs> for reference. I'm very much looking forward to SmackDown.
1: Hmm. Yeah. So it's amazing, isn't it? To that's i I'd, I'd like to know if there's any other thing where you can watch that much wrestling live over a weekend and still look forward to more wrestling? Yeah. Like, does any other thing have that kind of fan base? Because I, I'm sitting here, I was pissed off by Raw last night, but I'm still sitting here going, oh, I'm looking forward to SmackDown. Yeah, absolutely. What's wrong with me? Yeah. This is like, it's just a completely... Even WrestleMania,
2: I was dreading the runtime of it, and staying up late, and I was worried, I was feeling a bit anxious that I was going to fall asleep during the live stream, or I wasn't going to be on form, and people going to watch us and think that we're stupid... Knobheads, and so I was really concerned about that. But at the same time, I was like, it is WrestleMania, isn't it?" And I am dead excited for WrestleMania because mm. I'm always dead excited for WrestleMania, even if it is eight hours. I'm dead excited.
1: I wonder if that will change when there's another company. When there's another company, oh, like maybe because there's nothing else at this level. Yeah, and I you know, I love New Japan and. Yeah, the uh, G One Supercard is probably like the closest we have, <coughs> and Ring of Honor. But there's no real weekly wrestling show. There aren't any weekly wrestling shows of of that level. Um, uh, yeah, on on TV, and there hasn't been for almost two decades. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if people still put up with WWE's current output if they've got an alternative. I, th- I'm actually, I'm not looking forward to
2: that time frame from a comments perspective, because if the WWE diehards are at it now, it's only going to get worse if AEW turns out to be a very good product because they'll just hate it on principle and won't have their minds changed and will just be belligerent about it. And that will be even
1: more annoying. And then you'll get Super AEW marks. Yep, doing like, exactly. WWE's yeah. always been crap. Yeah. Nothing good has ever happened in WWE. Exactly, yeah.
2: It's a dying company. Yeah. And all this sort of stuff. Right, yeah. Why
1: can't we just like good wrestling? It's not possible, Ollie Davis. do <laughs> tr- so not allowed and have to have allegiances to they're companies. Who that ha- that just like sit back, they're companies. And why they... would you have allegiance to a company? Follow
2: people. I was thinking about this today. I was like, when I was like you know, when I was seven years old. I had an allegiance to Sega because I had a Sega Mega Drive, and I was like, well, I don't have a Super Nintendo, so clearly the Mega Drive has to be the better one, so I'll just always fight the Mega Drive's corner. Then I turned nine and realized that's a stupid principle to have, and I'd never really had brand loyalty since.
1: You beat me by uh, nine years. <laughs> that only happened to me. I was very tribal, and I just, you know, mainly for the fun of it. Because it's fun to pick a side and then you trash talk the other side. And mostly, you know, maybe I did really hate other brands or companies or or your team. But then I went to uni and there was such a rampant tribalism around what halls you were in. (laughs) And, uh, And it would be like, even down to the floor. You know, bead three's best, which is where I was. No, no bead first, ground floor. It's all about ground floor, and D- dig be till I die was our campus. I was like, I I only just got here. <laughs> like, why? You- this is such a stupid thing to be chanting over. Yeah. And you know, some of it was just fun chanting, and I like those. I would chant, "I'm dig be till I die," slash graduate. <laughs> I'm dig be till I die, slash graduate. Uh, but every- some people were getting fights. Over what's better, Froebel College <laughs> or Digby Stewart? A week into moving into those places, yeah.
2: Maybe I actually—I mean, I'll, I'll backtrack slightly. Maybe I had that for TNA. Yeah. Oh six.
1: Yeah. I wonder
2: if it, it was tribalism towards TNA, or whether
1: I just thought the WWE product was bad because mm. it was bad. I think it's a thing of age because you, you get let down so much by things you follow. And you, you, just say, okay, yeah, I'm not, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna temper, yeah. I'm gonna temper how much I'm gonna invest in this. Um, I'm gonna read this email out. We don't usually get emails like this, uh,
2: but this comes in from Woody. He says, uh, Luke, Ollie fake door, but not Ronda, or is it Randy? <laughs> yeah, who cares? Uh, since WWE has a penchant for taking guys and just making them tag teams, what do you think about making a tag team with Andrade and turning Alistair Black heel? Uh, because they have great chemistry mm. in their matches. Black is also the real life husband of Zelina Vega, and it would immediately give credence to the other team you guys spoke of, Ray Cochet of Rey Mysterio and Ricochet, and starting a tag feud between those two teams.
1: Huh? Uh, it can, at least
2: it was at least it would lead to some sick matches, as all four are immensely talented workers.
1: Yeah. Uh, I I mean I I stumble over the initial principle, which is they shouldn't be in tag teams. Franken teams. Yeah. So, no. <laughs> but, I, yeah, they're all really good guys. The combinations of those guys will be good no matter where you put them. But, as we said yesterday in the live stream, that will be less than the sum of their parts. And it's all about maximising what you've got. Yeah. So So have them as single stars. Plus... I think Ray and Andrade is the better team. Yeah. If I'm looking at all of those guys, I'm not putting ah oh, yeah, black with Andrade Turning because, black, heel, yeah. Because there's that unacknowledged marriage <laughs> <laughs> on TV. I'm thinking I want Ray and Andrade Andrade to slowly turn babyface and they team like that, and then you create a Latin world order that eventually turns like that's the that's where the story is. Yeah. So yeah. Sorry.
2: Uh, right, well, let's crack on to the main show because we have got a lot to get through. It's another long one, I'm afraid, folks. If you, uh, you bloody love uh, long podcasts, that's what we do. Uh, so we're going to be talking about that main event uh, segment of the show. Was it the worst roar after WrestleMania? <laughs> Probably not, but, we you know, well, let's have a discussion about it. Anyway, here's the show.
1: It was... A weird night last night. I know everyone wants to talk about Bird Raptor. We will get on to Bird Raptor. Oh, we'll talk about Bird Raptor. We're going to dive into that box hard. But uh, a lot of some people have defended the show, saying, "Hey, it was fine. You know, we got the, the were surprises. Very little of substance. I would argue that's that's usually my issue with things. But there were fun bits, and I've I've got nothing against that. It was what my problem is, is Sure, we had high expectations for this show, but that's what happens when you announce a winner-takes-all champion versus champion match for your main event. You build the entire show around that. And granted, we all all knew neither guy was going to win both belts. That's not the issue. The problem is you built it up so much that to get around that huge idea, you need arguably a bigger idea so people don't feel cheated. And what they did do was nowhere near good enough to warrant the amount of carny tactics in promoting their own show. It, it, it really felt... And, and Dave Meltzer talked about this on the review. I haven't actually listened to his review yet. Yeah, it's a, it, it didn't go deep into it, but I, it really struck a chord with me and I was like, that's exactly how I feel. He said, rest, if this was a wrestling company back in the day... You can't do this because if you did that sort of show, people would go, I'm just not going to come back next time. Yeah. So even though the wrestling business calls its fans marks, and that has very derogatory roots in that they are marks to hit. They're people we can con by thinking this is all real and maybe they'll pay money to see it. Maybe they'll put a bet on that's the roots of wrestling, the roots of carnival wrestling. Back in, you know, decades and decades ago. And now Marx has come on to me, you know, something quite different. But it's this this felt like I was being treated like a mark. I am, um, yeah. So I I would say it's not
2: the worst raw after WrestleMania ever. Like, you know, that is a, it's an evocative title. It's what a lot of people were saying in the comments uh, yesterday during our live streams, what a lot of people <coughs> have been saying to us throughout tweets today and in the, Ollie Davis's Raw review. So we're kind of like we're opening up the discussion. I don't think it is. There have been far worse uh, Raw after WrestleMania because there was a time when Raw after WrestleMania mm. was not a thing. So you go like back to 93, 94, 95. They were, just, they were taped shows ahead of WrestleMania. So they were just nothing shows. Yeah, yeah. Those are worse Raw after WrestleManias. However, WWE have created and have cultivated the Raw after WrestleMania crowd. So in 2013, that's when it really started to become a thing. That's the Dolph Ziggler, Money in the Bank, Cash In. That's the Fandangoing. Um, oh, yeah.
1: Yes, was, was that the year before? Or the year after,
2: or oh, the Daniel Bryan thing, yeah. yeah so maybe that, or maybe because that this... I
1: remember everyone was chanting because that was yes. after the seven second
2: loss, yeah, yeah, to um, to Sheamus I, I or think whatever it was, it was. So yeah, so it was around basically around that sort mm. of time frame. Um, Raw after Mania became a bit of a thing. WWE didn't kind of they sort of ignored it. They just did the it's bizarro world. They, they cheer, blah 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 blah. They do all their usual shtick. Sch- then in 2015, it became something very different. That was when the Raw after WrestleMania started to hijack the show because they presented this six man tag of uh, Rollins, Kane, and Big Show versus Roman, Ryback, and Randy Orton. Lots of R's. And the crowd just stopped watching the match.
1: Because it was like, it meant nothing. It meant
2: nothing. And they treated, and like, the crowd knew that what was happening in the ring meant nothing and it didn't need its attention being paid to. And they were felt like they were being taken advantage of. So they started in their own charts. We are awesome. Doing the wave. Doing the wave so much that the wrestlers in the ring had to acknowledge it. that Because it, they realized no one is watching what we're doing in the ring. Randy Orton was acknowledging. Seth Rollins, the heel, he was acknowledging it. They had to pan back the camera to show just how this entire building is not watching this match. Mm. And since then, WWE have now made Raw After Mania an event. It is now, the it's the next part of WrestleMania. Yeah. WrestleMania is now this big weekend. It's NXT. It's WrestleMania. And then it's the Raw and SmackDown after, man. You're going to see debuts, surprises, returns, this, that, and the other. You're going to see big things here. They even did a WWE.com uh, Network documentary about it, about how the Raw after WrestleMania has become this big, big event deal. So then when you say, we're doing a winner-takes-all main event, and you present it as such throughout the night and then don't deliver on that and instead deliver a tag match against the bar who have no heat whatsoever
1: we love the bar love but the they bar. are a mid card act
2: i would say probably below that yeah, like yeah. cuz they've they've done nothing but be <clears throat> being beaten from pillar to post for the last few months they've got zero heat about them WWE, i would wager all four men in that ring knew what reaction they were going to get but the WWE creative team <coughs> that put that together just thought, ah, it doesn't really matter. And they didn't care what the fans were going to do. And that is insulting to fans who paid money to see this. So I think the crowd were well within their rights to trant, this is BS. Yeah. This is chanting for AEW, which I've seen a lot of people very negatively reacting to because... It's tribalism. Well, it is because oh, they're just a t-shirt company. <laughs> <laughs> It's the common complaint I've seen. Um, We had a a video sent to us by someone who was there in the building, uh, Jaron, who's one of our regular podcast listeners. And it was the crowd chanting AEW during the commercial break. Everyone replying to it was just like, oh, what a bunch of marks, what a bunch of idiots. And I'm like, lads, we're all in the same boat here. Mm. So I think it was a... This was WWE not caring about the Raw After Mania crowd. And I think that sets up probably a lot of expectations
1: for SmackDown tonight, which should be quite low. Yeah, uh, it's, it's... Sorry, I talked a lot. About... No, no, that's fine. It was very well put. It's just there's there's so many things wrong with this. Like, the, first of all, on any show, to advertise such a big stipulation at the end, um, at the start, rather, and then by the end, you effectively cheat people out of that in a very lazy way. That's one thing wrong with it. Then you've got the, the fact that you've, It's on a a show that's traditionally got very high expectations anyway. That's a massive oversight. And knowing the crowd and the audience that are there for it. And again, I think it's an amazing business and creative decision to have this Raw After Mania elevated to the heights it is. It, It gives WWE so much momentum, ending one season with WrestleMania and kicking off the next one with a bang. That's how I like to see it. It's a start of a new... well. It's meant to be the start of a new chapter in the company. Here are the new feuds, here are some new characters, these guys are going to be more prominently featured. Bray Wyatt's a raptor bird now, a bird raptor. Which
2: I think they did do throughout the show.
1: They yeah. But yeah. And it was it was a fun show, but it all hinged on these massive expectations that they themselves created. That's the key to this. It's not like oh, you've booked yourself into a corner. How are you going out? Going to get out of this one? You booked it at the start of the show, yeah. And it, is, it was because I, I believe there was a, a big basketball game that they were going against. It's such a cynical ploy to say that at the start, so people will tune in in that last hour, and they get nothing for it.
2: Yeah, you don't get rewarded for for sticking around. <clears throat> um, I mean, but that is the, the the crucial point to this is that this is WWE's own fault. This is not the crowd's fault for not being into this. It's not the crowd's fault for not being given or for having too high expectations. WWE promoted a winner takes all match. Of course, expectations are going to be high Mm. because you're thinking, well, either A, we're going to get a double champion, and that's crazy considering that Seth has just won the belt and Kofi's just won the belt. Both of them are riding high on a wave of momentum. Surely they're not going to derail either of those. So that raises those questions. Then you thought, (coughs) okay. They're not going to do that, so they're going to have to do something very big to, to you know, to, to not do the the title switch. What DQ are they going to do? What count out victory are they going to do? So of course there's going to be big high expectations. So then to trundle out the bar and say, oh, it's a SmackDown act. That's a surprise. Because when that, Kofi is a SmackDown act too. That's like Corey Graves was like, they're a SmackDown group. What are they doing here? And I was like he's in the ring he's a smackdown guy this has been happening all night i thought it was a woefully misjudged judged angle this was if i'd gone to a house show and they had done this i'd be like "Well, it's fine it's a house show hmm. and you get your your fun tag match at the end of it baby faces stand tall both pose with their belts and a little fist bump lovely little moment that's a house show not the raw after wrestlemania if they'd done this in three weeks time on raw I'd probably say, I mean, it's not a great angle, it's a bit lazy, but yeah, you know, it's whatever, it's fine.
1: Yeah, in front of a different audience. In front of a different audience. You might cheer the idea of two champions teaming up together. Exactly.
2: But to do it on this show was the error. And I've seen so many people go like, guys, we all knew it would be a DQ. That's not the problem. Mm. That's not the problem. It's the execution of that that's the problem.
1: Yeah, yeah. For me. So uh, I don't think we've actually said what happened. (laughs) Uh, So for the people who didn't watch Raw or haven't read up on what happened, uh, Seth Rollins kicked off the episode in the opening segment by saying, you know, we deserve it. I'm the champion now. Brock Lesnar's over in Las Vegas having meetings, Meetings. which just sounds like he's gambling and going to strip clubs. Well, as Bill (laughs) Heyman put it at WrestleMania, he's going somewhere where he is. Ultimately, appreciate it. (laughs) And then Kofi Kingston's music hit. Well, The New Day's music hit. with, And it was such an amazing moment where Big E goes. He's doing the usual spiel. And then the whole crowd continue to do the spiel. But Big E pauses, guffaws a little bit and says, (laughs) And "And WWE Champion. It was great. And this crowd reaction for Kofi
2: and for Seth. Just, like The reaction for Seth was great, but the reaction for Kofi was next-level bonkers. Yeah. Bigger was, than
1: Becky's later on.
2: Absolutely. Uh, it was biggest reaction of the night. Bigger than
1: Undertaker. Yeah. I'd... Bigger than Bird Raptor. Well, and who bigger ah! than Bird Raptor? I thought it was an absolutely incredible, incredible mm. moment. Really, really good. And they Kofi came down to the ring with The New Day. There's hijinks. It's funny. And it's also... Got substance to it. Like, I, f- I felt like Kofi wanted to fight. I believed in Kofi wanting to be a fighting champion. Uh, Seth as well. And that Kofi said, hey, there was a winner-takes-all match last night. How about we have that right for tonight with these two titles? Yeah. And I was like, okay, so Baron Corbin's going to come out. <laughs> yeah. But then they didn't. They made the match. Yeah. And all the while, Big E is in a split. Yeah, Big E did the splits. <laughs> <laughs> not not sideways, but but front and back. And he's just there and he's staying there. And the crowd just start... You know that Cesaro swing pop where mm. it starts off big and then it just only grows and grows yeah, and yeah, grows? Yeah. That's the pop that Big E doing the splits was getting. Was so
2: great. It was so impressive. That was uh, really, really impressive. But just... Uh, it, this was a... I thought this was a tremendous opening mm. segment. This was a home run segment for this crowd. Yes. Perfect uh, for the night after WrestleMania.
1: What... A setup. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can't wait to see how they're going to exceed my expectations and pay off on it. Yeah. Uh, also, massive props to Xavier and Big E for, for air guitaring to Seth's entrance music. <laughs>
2: but no props to Kevin Dunn for cutting away from it when it got to the actual beat. <laughs>
1: dun, 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 dun. Idiot. And so you've got that great setup. That's the reason everyone had high expectations. We're not entitled fans. Sami Zayn via, you know, Vince McMahon via Sami Zayn proxy. Yeah.
2: And it was so... I think the other thing with our thoughts on this episode of Raw, particularly for this Raw after WrestleMania, was doing this, the big watch-along that we did with the super chats and everything and, we're just with, and with the chat in general, speaking with fans at the time and all throughout the show. It was everyone was talking about... What's going to happen? What's going to happen? What's going to happen? And that was when we thought, I mean, God, this has got to be something big. If you're setting up this huge winner-takes-all thing, this has got to be a big angle. And the first thing we said was like, oh, Undisputed Era.
1: Well, or Biggie turn, Or Come Biggie
2: turn, or Roman Reigns turn. We talked about these crazy ideas, but the one that we kept coming back to was Undisputed Era because we were like, they've set up such high stakes. The only way you're going to like to not screw over the fans is to do something huge like debut the undisputed Era on the main roster Adam Cole didn't win a takeover this that and the other so we were all speculating this it was only just before the main event I said during the commercial break we should really temper our expectations mm. and really like dial it back <sighs> and even then I thought I, I can't be I, I'm wrong though they, they can't be this dumb and not pull
1: off something huge here yeah and it's and and the crowd the crowd live seemed to know the same thing because Seth Rollins and Kofi started having this match in the main event after it was really built up throughout the night like the commentators always huge winner takes all make sure you tune in for the end of the show don't watch whatever basketball's happening over there because this is where it, this there's going to be something big that happens and they have a match uh it's fine uh, more, But no one was focusing on it. The people in the crowd were quiet. Because it was like that sharp intake of breath of, so what's going to happen? Or, more aptly, how are WWE going to screw this up? Yeah,
2: I would compare it to (coughs) um, Backlash 2000. A main event I absolutely love and I absolutely adore and I adore that show. But I I think one of the, the big talking points, looking back on it with hindsight, is that they, as a company, promised... Stone Cold Steve Austin was coming back. Hasn't been seen since Survivor Series when he got run over. Stone Cold's going to come back on this night and he's going to be in the corner for The Rock. But that didn't happen at the start of the match. That happens 15-20 minutes into the match. So actually when you watch it, the crowd aren't really into the match. And they're all just looking up the ramp, Hmm. waiting for Austin to come down. Because we all know, they've promised us Austin, I'm waiting for Austin to be delivered. And eventually, when Austin delivered, the crowd pop was huge. And they delivered on what they promised. But the the opening 15, 20 minutes of that match, the crowd aren't into it whatsoever because they're waiting for the thing that they've been promised. Mm. And I think that's the key, the same thing here. The crowd knew we're not getting a title switch. So we're just waiting to see what's going to what angle is coming next.
1: Yeah, and I out of all the ideas ever, I could never have, because it's not like even, if, if we were to make a bad joke and say, oh, it's be the colognes that run out. <laughs> It's not even like that. It's it's complete mid-card act the bar. Yeah. where Copa, it's, l- it's lesser than <clears throat> Baron Corbin. They they wrestle for about eight minutes. Yeah, because at least with Baron Corbin, I would have gone, oh, for God's oh, sake, we should have seen barren. this coming. Of course in. it's Baron, yeah. But the bar is just like,
2: you just plucked a name <laughs> out of a <that> hat. <laughs> You've got no other heel tag teams you could have found.
1: Yeah, so they, they wrestle for about ten minutes. Seth's outside. Kofi's ready to jump off the top rope, and who should run in but Cesaro and Sheamus, and start beating down Seth. Uh, sorry, Kofi, and then Seth gets in, and they all start brawling. And I'm like, okay, uh, but how does this tie into something that could be good? Surely yeah. this can't be. T- till the, till the closing, when the little copyright logo came up on the on the corner of the screen, I was like, okay, but where's where's the angle? Yeah, where's the actual payoff
2: to what we set up here? I felt that. I was determined to be the ultimate optimist during this. Because when they interviewed, you were like, they're going to do a tag match. And I was like, they can't. They honestly cannot do a tag match. And I was just there going like, no, they're not. They're not doing a tag match. Mm. And it was only until Seth Rollins, you kept saying, don't say tag. Do not say the word tag. Do not say the word tag. And Seth Rollins was like, let's do a tag match. Boo from the crowd. Crowd booing the two babyfaces they were loudly cheering for
1: earlier in the night. Did they not watch the Mega Rant segment? That is how misjudged this was. Yeah, and these are two, like, Kofi and Seth, babyface champions, the night after WrestleMania where they won those belts. You have been so inept at booking and misjudging the crowd and the atmosphere out there that you've got everyone Booing Seth and Kofi. Granted, they're only booing them... The idea of a tag match. The idea of a tag match. They're, boo- they're
2: booing the booking.
1: But it's like, if I'm a kid watching this, or just a casual, I'm just going to be like, oh, they're not really worth cheering. That's, that's and, It's the wrong reaction. And then we we're building up for ages to the Kofi hot tag. Crowd weren't interested.
2: Crowd were not interested in a Kofi Kingston hot tag. And again, it's the, I don't think the crowd are at fault here. No. It's the, the company has presented this for them, and the crowd did their own thing, chanting for beach balls. They brought out the beach balls. This is BS, chance, chance for AEW. I um, someone said to me it wasn't being the elite chance. So I thought they were doing the B uh, elite, B the yeah. elite. Apparently, people were just chanting delete.
1: Yeah, it could
2: have been one of the two. Yeah, well, people. So I got a report from someone who was there live. He said it was a delete chance, not an elite chance. Mm.
1: So that might have been my error. Uh, and then Seth hit the curb stump for the win. Um. Kofi and Seth fist bumped, and that is it. That was the show. And I'm sitting there thinking, I've been thinking about this a lot, how could you have done this show better and not changed too much? Just have a champion versus champion match with no titles on the line. Let Kofi and Seth go out there in the main event and have a really good match. This is a wrestling crowd that loves wrestling. You had the Undertaker come back on the show, Lars Sullivan debut. I don't think people are gonna go. It was not like an all-time great Raw after Mania, but it would have it would would have been fun, and we would have got a nice match at the end of it. But to to make like to have the bar come out and set everyone's expectations so high with the title stipulation. Just, just so inept.
2: And it's incredible as well that you then see the videos of what happened after the show went off the air. When Dean Ambrose came out and gave a farewell speech. And he gave this farewell speech about how the sweetest moments he's had in this company were seeing his best friends do well. It was seeing Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns were in the ring with him. And it was seeing Seth Rollins win the Universal Championship at WrestleMania. And it was seeing Roman Reigns kick the S-word out of cancer. And he had this really nice moment. He talked about The Shield debuted in this building. The Shield at, at TLC. That our first match was in this building. Mm. And, and Arn Anderson called us two indie schmucks and a football player and he was telling these sort of great stories and he you know, made fun of the fact that Raw's too long and, but thanked the crowd for always sticking around and always sticking through it. And he had this lovely farewell speech. It was a great, great moment. And I thought, why didn't that end the show? You don't want to put him over on the way out. Well, I, I guess so. But at least you wouldn't have been left with people going, well, that was a bit pants. Because the crowd were massively
1: into this. Crowd were reacting huge to Dean Ambrose. Well, or how about... S.H.I.E.L.D. versus New Day. Huge bit of fan service. Really fun match. Just let them go bonkers for six minutes. it's yeah. six minutes. And a six-man tag. Yeah. I just... And you can pin Dean. Yeah. Doesn't matter.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. So he's, yeah. He's going out. He's going out. Doesn't really matter. So, yeah, that, that is something that would have worked for this Raw after Mania crowd. And I think that WWE misjudged this. I don't. I'm, as I said at the start, I don't think this is the worst Raw after WrestleMania. But I would say it's the most misjudged. Raw after Wrestlemania
1: Well I So and In terms of Raw after Manias From a scheduling No it's not The, war, the worst Raw after Mania From like the 90s and, yeah. and the noughties Where this wasn't really A big thing But In the modern Concept Of the Raw after Mania The WWE created The WWE created But the fans You know yep. Properly created And WWE Capitalised Four years afterwards <laughs> yeah. Decided to turn it Into a thing uh, of, of that Of that it is yeah yeah and just really because for all those reasons and I think it you can't have too many of these moments when it starts to actually harm baby faces it does eventually trickle down even though it's bad company booking it trickles down to the the, the performers and characters on screen
2: I don't think this will hurt Kofi tonight I don't think they'll be I don't think it'll hurt the Kofi celebration I still think he'll be massively over tonight. But it didn't help. It didn't, it's a, it, he, absolutely. It did not help matters whatsoever. And it doesn't help from a company perspective. It also doesn't help those people who might be feeling disenfranchised and looking for an alternative. Mm, and yeah. there is a big alternative that is on the horizon. And it's a big alternative that is going to make some waves. I know a lot of people who are WWE diehards who are just saying they're a t-shirt company. They haven't done a show yet. You can't judge them without anything. They can't sell out they can't sell out a building like this they couldn't put on a WrestleMania. They have got the resources to make some waves. They are heading for primetime TV later on this year live every single week. They are going to be a direct competitor. You do not want to start disenfranchising the people who are hardcore enough to come pay for your WrestleMania season and tell them we don't care about you and we're just going to put on whatever we think is best. And we don't actually care. And I, I'm not also going to buy into the argument of like, well, we got what we wanted at WrestleMania. And oh, yeah, like that was great. They gave us three great moments at WrestleMania, and I loved all of those. But then to just, you can't then just use that as an excuse to then do a bad show afterwards.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, dig, dig, diggity, dig,
0: diggity
1: Now, Jack Dolan says someone on Reddit called the Bird Thing. It's Bird Raptor. Yep. Uh, Mr. Borkbox. And I feel like that should be its official name. No, Bird, Raptor's, bird Raptor. Bird Raptor is way better. Uh, Daniel Bryant Brown, thank you very much for your pledge. Uh, Flaming Live asks Should WWE reshuffle all five rosters in a draft? So that's 205 Live, NXT, NXT UK, Raw, and SmackDown. But you can't send like. <coughs> You know, Luke Harper to 205, 205 Live. <laughs> yeah, if you just dissolve 205 Live and you draft everyone else yeah. other places. But a, a company-wide draft, I, I would very much like that. Yeah, I uh, would really freshen up everything. Um, But yeah, like you said, the problem is NXT UK and 205 Live kind of have stipulations attached to who can go there. Although contracts. Chris Hero is now. Well, it's, it's, it's more UK. I
2: think it's more contracts for NXT UK than anything else. Mm. And it's also like the the other side of this is that while it is a good idea for a for you know fan booking and things like that, from a company <laughs> perspective, when you are working for NXT, you are paid X amount. And then you get a big pay rise when you go to the main roster. So you then can't be sending main roster people and paying them a big main roster wage and send them to NXT where they're not going to be making enough money on house show tickets to justify the wage.
1: Because NXT is a is a money loser. Yeah. Um, Billy Joyner says, Bring on Chopper Pete, it just makes sense. LOL. It does make sense. It just Welcome, makes to, sense. The team, Welcome so to the team. Welcome to the team, absolutely. Uh, start recording uh, has, What's a Mexican called who loses his car? I don't know. What uh, what do you call a Mexican wrestler who has lost his car? Carlos.
2: Oh, Good joke, mate.
1: Hashtag wrwrpod. Oh, hello guys. Yeah, the, the, the guys who, uh, who met us at MediaCon and Progress. Uh, the answer? No, it wasn't, it wasn't MediaCon.
2: Oh. It was uh, Progress, and then they came to our. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the uh, screening at the uh, Prince Charles. Yeah, the very
1: very loud boi- guys. <laughs> boisterous, <laughs> boisterous, boisterous boys. Is How I would describe them. Uh, big boisterous boy Big yeah. strong boisterous voice. <laughs> the answer to the whole video is yes Yes it was Well done boys On a great Wrestlemania weekend Thanks for joining us Thank you Jobber Good JJ Good luck with your YouTube channel Jobber JJ496 Would have prefer Would have preferred Fresh afternoon <laughs> I think you Rather made that joke you, yesterday As well in the stream Anthony Viola Thank you very much for your pledge Start recording again Possibility of a mania in England At some point No No uh, an, an, a big four and a like a Royal Rumble is the biggest ever but I don't even think we'll get that
2: no we I think we had this uh, during the Wrestlemania live stream I think that we if they were going to do a big show in the UK like if they were going to do a big Wembley show and I think they would only want to do it if it was Wembley um, it would be something like Super Showdown or the Greatest Royal Rumble it wouldn't be like an actual big four pay-per-view but it would be treated like it's a
1: ginormous house show Mm. Um, Austin Trainer, chances of Rollins interrupting Kofi's celebration tonight? Why would he? Yeah, very minimal. Uh, I guess if he turns heel. Got so many baby face champions. Yeah. Probably There's like, too ah, many baby faces. Where's ah, the heat? What's going on? Um, Lord Immorgul. I uh, Love the videos you guys have been doing. And can we have Chopper in some of the next future reaction videos if you guys keep doing them? Thanks, mate. Uh, and we will be doing. Absolutely, yeah. Slowly, yeah. And in fact, I think Pete's doing NXT this week.
3: Him and Lauren are yeah, doing NXT. I guess
1: that isn't a reaction video, but yeah, he's he's good. And he's younger than us as yeah. well, so he can stay up later and not feel the effects for days. Yeah, uh, Harry Wright, fantasy booking for what should have happened. Who interrupts ending that protects both guys? Cheers, guys. Undisputed Era If I'm going to go Ultimate Fantasy
2: Yeah It would be Undisputed Era But I really like Your original plan Of doing the Six man Of doing yeah.
1: Shield Versus New Day Yeah uh, but, That's the, a way better idea yeah. and,
2: and one that's Easily done as
1: well And doesn't annoy anyone no. Because like Okay I want to see A Shield versus New Day match Yeah Like to, or, And you've got no title Stuff to cloud it
2: And it doesn't matter That you've advertised Quote the last ever Shield match Cause That's a draw Card subject to change Like they're doing Shield matches On house shows anyway Like for the next like For the rest of this month They're doing them next week So It doesn't really matter mm. Like so yeah That would have been A big draw for people Might have made people Stick around and watch
1: German Dan WaluTV Yes TV. mate Hello Nice shirts Thanks. Gotta get them Beyond happy about Pete I think Raw was fine Especially Hawkins winning again <laughs> it, was, it was a Five out of five show For Dan As soon as he saw that Of course If you've just joined us folks we do have new merch that's all for me Segway style in the classic Wanderolly and King of Segway style I'm touching your nipple there (laughs) it was a little bit dragging my finger down your body in the Shinsuke Nakamura style there you can get those uh, those shirts by going to WrestleTalk shop in the link in the video description below it does help us out Uh, I'll just do a few more and then we'll get on with the full show the Zornis your article about championships URL please Datsun if you're if you're moderating, please please find that link. Which I think link. he is. He is, yeah, he is on it. Um, so there you go, Datsun. There's a little task for you, lad. It's a great article. I just it's love okay. looking at the belts. <laughs> uh, Jay-Z, or Jay-Z, who's been very generous over the last few days. What do you think of the crowd's reaction to Becky? It didn't seem like the crowd was popping for her. Oh, I disagree. I think just cr- my opinion. I thought the crowd was actually quite hot for her. Just not as hot as they were for Kofi. Considering she is less over now than she was three months ago Uh, she is less. yes yeah yeah I would go with that and that's not the way this should work no she should be more over when she wins the title at Wrestlemania yeah and this is a much more forgiving crowd so I I think they have it's quite clear that they've booked her wrong and I don't
2: think setting up her first feud (laughs) against Lacey Evans is going to
1: help and Rob Pontin what can Pontin problems can WWE do tonight to win fans back after Raw I don't think they're going to have to try too hard, to be honest,
2: because I still think I think there is this crowd has enough goodwill about them that they're not going to crap on this show unless they are presented something that is adequate. Yeah, and then then they're going to turn turn against it. Um, I think they're still going to be really hot for Kofi. I think they're going to be hot for Becky. I don't know what else they've got planned for the show, but I think the crowd will still be they'll be alive for it.
1: Mm. And it's SmackDown gets a free pass. Uh, oh, yeah, I
2: mean, SmackDown. As we well know, you're not allowed to give anything less than a four out of five to. No, it's a
1: it's a consistently great show. Fire Dog Games. Who should be next in line for Kofi after Brian? Um, I th- to be even, honest, or even if it's Brian, I think Brian wins the belt back. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. For for me, um, who did we, we said someone that was quite a good challenger? I can't I can't remember who I can't it, remember was. it was. Now. Um, heel Biggie. Was that what you were, you were saying? Yeah, heel Biggie. <laughs> It was a big old
2: chat we had yesterday. Everyone seemed to be everyone seemed to be pushing for a heel day or a heel day, a new day heel turn, or like a Kofi, uh, a Woods and Biggie heel turn, no. which
1: I'm really not into. No, well, let's get on with the the full show. So, it opened with the Seth Rollins promo. Uh, then we got Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder beating the revival, retaining in a in a rematch from the previous night, and this was fun. I, Hawkins and Ryder when they came out they posed on the commentary desk Yep. lovely moment they, yeah it's it's just a shame they didn't tell this story building up to it this could have been a great moment yeah and that, everyone would be so
2: into it that's the kicker for me is that this should have been a much bigger deal this should have been like a really this should, <coughs> it
1: didn't have to be a well told story just a story would yeah. have been would have been something it's WWE really do only care about the main event because I, I look back at Heath Slater's little journey over December. Oh, yeah. And that I was so into that. And every, I think a lot of people were into it. You just need to go with it and keep it ticking away in the background. But they, they've dropped it and have done nothing with it since. Yeah. It was a similar <coughs> sentiment behind Hot Haw- Hawkins. But, yeah. Uh, anyway, these two teams have... Well, I don't know if they have great chemistry or if the Revival are just great, period. Uh, but I, I really enjoyed this match actually, yeah. and Hawkins pretended he was. Uh, well, no, it was he. He tricked the revival into thinking Ryder was the legal man. Ryder got hit by a shadow machine, but Hawkins rolled up Dawson for the win. Yeah, good match. Mm. Good match. Then we got Baron Corbin coming down to the ring. He got a lengthy intro. The the man who defeated Kurt Angle in his final match, Brooklyn's favorite right. son, Baron Corbin. Yeah, uh, really funny intro. And Corbin got very good heat. Mm. Crowd
2: did not like the fact that A, he won, but B, he did have that final match with Kurt Angle. So job well done, really. I think that was, if the aim of that whole thing was not to give Kurt a good send-off, but to put over Baron Corbin as a heel, then it worked because he got, Crowd were not booing him because they didn't like, they booed him because they weren't liking him, but it was genuine heat. It wasn't go-away heat.
1: It was good heat. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but it's you, you said it really well. There's a tag match later on that I really enjoyed, and the crowd got out beach balls. And you're like, we we really want good wrestling to be on WWE main roster programming. And I go to bat for the crowd a lot, but when you're getting beach balls out in an Alistair Black and Ricochet match, I'm doing the wave and doing or doing the wave but you're not doing it for a Baron Corbin segment uh, and to, to show your actual displeasure, I, I'm like, I can't help you guys. I yeah. just, uh, that's frustrating. But uh, yeah. Baron says that he deserves a gold medal and that brings out Kurt Angle. See, this is the only thing I didn't like,
2: really, about this. I thought, if the whole point was to put Baron Corbin over Kurt Angle and give him all this this heat because he was the one that beat Kurt Angle in his final match and he can use this as like fodder for promo stuff... Don't have Kurt Angle come out and just beat him up then and make him tap out. Like, that just undoes everything you did at WrestleMania and makes this even more of a joke than it was to begin with.
1: Yeah, uh, I don't think it undoes everything he did at WrestleMania because Baron can still use it. He'll still get heat. Uh But I, I, I just, it's no good. It's, it's, it's rubbish. Um, it was just pure, I'm just thinking from WWE's rubbish perspective. I think it was just done to get a pop. Just a, a, here's a, a surprise moment that means nothing. And Kurt Angle makes Baron tap. And after six months of lurking, we got Lars Sullivan debuting in what is reportedly a complete rerun of the ditched John Cena.
2: Yeah. so the original plan for Lars is he was going to uh, destroy John Cena and take him out of the Royal Rumble which they were advertising Cena for but he was never actually going to be a part of let's never forget that and that was going to be the storyline they told but
1: Lars suffered an anxiety attack and such a did. carny company <laughs> <laughs> like we can make a, we can make a top 10 list video of all the times WWE have screwed over fans by promising something and then not delivering this year alone
2: but it's fine because it's card subject to change and um yeah. So, but last suffered an anxiety attack, which was really terrible. But thankfully, WWE are a, is a much better place now uh, in terms of how they uh, deal with mental issues. Simply uh, <coughs> after the Moro situation, so they did it didn't get him heat or anything like that, and instead he made his debut here. They just they let him take some time off, let him get mentally better, and now he's in a much better place. And he made his debut here, coming out and destroying Kurt Angle. I really like. Lars, I think he's got a good look about him. Um, we were saying in the comment, I was we saying in the stream that he's huge and a lot of people are saying like, he's not that big, he's only six foot two. But he's like, he's as wide as he is tall, mm. like, like outwards. Like he's just got this ginormous, Jack Kirby character come to life is how Mora and Ali used to describe him. That's the perfect way to describe uh, Lars Sullivan. So I, I actually thought this was an
1: effective use of yeah. Lars. Yeah, he beat up Kurt, uh, freak accident, diving headbutt. Which don't is, use the diving headbutt, though. Yeah, Meltzer pointed that out as well. Yeah, don't like don't let's stop using that. That the guy who created the move, Harley Race, says he wishes he never made it. Yeah. And Lars is a lot bigger. Yes. Um, so yeah. Uh, but I, I mean this was fine. Uh, I didn't it was Lars is finally out. I wouldn't say it was a an absolute home run. I would no, just no. say Yeah, it, it's a thing that happened. Yeah. Was, but Lars has debuted. He beat up a legend. I don't think he's going to start a program with Angle now. No, no, Angle's done. He's retired. Yeah. That's what he said. I just think like, of all the stuff that happened on this show, I w- at least one of the surprises I would have liked to have started a storyline. <laughs> you know? Otherwise, it's just shocks and no substance. And yeah, I, yeah. I don't mind shocks. You can have shocks and surprises and it was, it's fun. But really, afterwards, there's, there's nothing beneath it all. Yeah, no, I I, I can uh, agree with that.
2: But I I, I thought this was uh, actually a pretty fine little segment. It will just be uh, it's a matter of time before he loses a name though, and it's just <laughs> uh, just Lars. And Andrew Haran said that in the chat. And I've been saying this since since he was in NXT. He has got to change those trunks because those tr- the red colour is fine. It's the rubbish Lars font that's on the back that looks like. Your first week in wrestling—it's your first gear you ever get in wrestling—before mm-hmm. you actually get into a company and start making some money and buy better merchandise and buy better gear. It looks so rinky-dink and hokey. I it's a, and I appreciate it's such a minor thing, and it's—I'm the only person that gets annoyed by it.
1: But every time I look at his trunks, I go, like, "Those trunks are rubbish, though, aren't they?" Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Dip, what? Yeah. He's got last written on his ass. Uh, so then Last. we got a superstar shake-up advert. That's happening next week. That's going to be the big show, yes. I think, rather than this two de- these two days of uh, little surprises. Are we live-streaming them? <laughs> uh, no, no, we're not. Uh, but th- this, interestingly, this was no longer called international. Previously, this had been advertised as the international superstar shake-up, uh, but it's not now. Yeah, can't so subject to change. Maybe NXT UK won't feature a... Like we thought it might. Mm. Uh, Alexa Bliss versus Bailey was next. Nice to see Bliss wrestling again. Yeah, really good. Uh, but weirdly, I felt like Bailey was wrestling heel. This was an odd match.
2: Um, yeah, I didn't really know what the point of it was. And I don't know, man. Apparently Sasha Banks pulled out of a TV appearance mm. as well for citing personal reasons. Yeah, and um, Alexa
1: Bliss has blocked her on Twitter. Don't know. Yeah, really? I mean, that they've... They, the, the, all the rumors always were they genuinely don't like each other backstage, yeah. but I don't know what's happening. But the, I. Yes, yeah, yeah, this I, was an odd match. I, Bailey grabbed the rope at one point while trying to roll up Bliss, and then she went on like a minute long, not vicious attack, but not the usual Bailey style of offense. And I, I liked it. Yeah. Uh, why not? It's not like Bailey's really over in her current role. But she was it, over to this crowd, though. I just thought, yeah, the well, they, the chant was over. I, I, I it felt like a, a double turn was happening. I wouldn't mind seeing Alexa Bliss as a babyface, but yet uh, Bliss won. It was weird. It was weird. Becky Lynch came out next. Uh, we got a, and we were like, okay, Becky Lynch is here. How are they going to address that weird flat finish at WrestleMania? Was it a botch? Was that the intentional way to build? ronda's rematch without her shoulders being pinned to the mat no one said a thing yeah that was the planned finish it's, as as
2: melter and alvarez reported is that was the planned finish the only botch was that ronda's shoulders were meant to be down um that's the only thing that was wrong about it that's why they didn't show it in the replay that was the finish they had intended now, okay, so in the podcast, we're going to have... Um, it'll be either in the intro or the outro. We've got an email from someone because you said, I've seen no one defend this finish. We've had an email in that has defended Ooh. the finish. So we'll read that out in the podcast intro and outro. Yeah, there's something for everyone. There's always something for everyone. Um, but that finish didn't... I, I'll stay, no, it out. still doesn't work for me. I think if you're going to do a pinfall finish for Becky Lynch over Ronda, it needs to be off a big move, not a roll-up.
1: Mm. Uh uh, so, yeah, the, the commentators didn't mention it, despite really reacting to it at the end of WrestleMania. So that that was a that jarred. Uh, it wasn't in the video package. Rather hilariously, they show the moment where Becky rolls her up, cut to black for dramatic effect, and then just audio. Three, two. One, one two, three. Oh, oh, yeah. One, Did you know rest works? No, you count down. <laughs> one, two, three. And then it comes back with Becky celebrating, so that's there was one way to cut round the shoulders no up. No
2: controversy whatsoever. I reckon... I'm going to put money down on this. Well, I'm not really, but, you know, it, I'm putting figurative money down on this. Uh, when they release the home entertainment version of this, that uh, it will be from a different
1: camera angle mm, on yeah. the shoulders. They should have just reshot it. Done a Batista. <laughs> walk around the ring again. Pin yeah. her again. Uh, and, yeah, Becky made no reference to that in her promo, which... You know, it's just one of those little things that in the long run is going to chip up, like her apologizing to the McMahons, it's going to chip away. Her being injured, it's going to chip away. And these, that maybe in isolation, it, it's fine. But over the long course of three months, this is how you don't get people over as much. Yeah, Becky isn't as over as she was. And this is one of the many reasons why. Uh, but she had a good promo. She I think it's worth has saying. She both titles. It is,
2: it's worth saying because I know there were people who will be arguing this in the comments. She is still over. Mm. We're not saying she is under. We're not saying she's not over. She is just not as over as she once was. She's not as over as she should be now that she is double champion, having main evented WrestleMania and getting the first pinfall victory over the first win over Ronda Rousey.
1: Well, was it a win, though? Uh, yeah, it just makes her feel a bit heelish. It's like Seth Rollins winning with a low blow. The she, Corey was a bit insufferable here. Not his fault, I imagine, but the production of the commentary. The crowd are cheering for Becky Lynch. They're really into her, and Corey just keeps putting over really forcefully. It's because the women main evented WrestleMania. Yeah, he
2: said they're cheering Becky Because she main evented, uh, because she was part of the first ever women's uh, WrestleMania main events, and I, no, they're not. Yeah, Uh, they're absolutely not. They're cheering because they really like Becky Lynch, and Becky Lynch is over.
1: Yeah, it's just a way to reframe everything in WWE's persistent PR narrative. It's it's very frustrating. Yeah, he did it like three times. It's really (coughs) frustrating. There was a nice joke from Becky where she said that WWE will probably just give uh, Charlotte the tag belts now. And she said, when you finish sulking, Rhonda, I'm here waiting for you. So that's not finished. Mm-hmm. Rhonda was at the show, but she didn't turn up no, broken because she's got a broken hand. Roman Reigns nowhere on this show either.
2: No, they waited until the uh, the show had gone off the mm. air before bringing him out. Weird. I wonder if they thought he was going to get booed. <sighs> I, don't... I don't think this this crowd wouldn't have, no. but I wonder if that was a concern on their part.
1: So the, the crowd start singing along to Becky's music. It's all fun. But who should come out? Becky Lynch's first program after winning both belts at WrestleMania 35. She's going to carry the company, or the women's division at least, after Ronda Rousey is is probably now going. It's Lacey Evans. Don't mind
2: it, mate. Oh, yeah? I don't mind it. It's not who I would have picked. Absolutely, 100%, not who I would have picked. However, we have bemoaned... WWE for not doing anything with the 10 NXT call-ups that they've done I should stop saying 10, it's 8 because Gargano and Champers NXT call-ups were, you know, scrapped so 8, let's say it's 8 they've done nothing with these 8 people at least they are doing something with one of them and they've put one of them into a storyline that is step 1 mm. and it's into a main event picture, it is into a title picture, and that's, that's something that I think we, that's what we were asking for. So I think it is a good on paper. It is a good thing. Uh, it's just not who I would have picked for Becky's first feud as uh, for champion material because Lacey isn't over. Her catwalk gimmick was not getting her heel heat. It wasn't getting her babyface heat. It was getting her nothing. I think that they thought that was going to get her great heel heat. And it never did, because
1: there was never given. There was no reason was ever given why she does it. And sometimes it was that the tone was not consistent. Sometimes heavy machinery will come out and joke with her. So I'm like, is this comedy? Is this meant to be healing? We thought she might be their manager at one point. I, I mean, I, I, I know what you're saying. Um, I'm trying to be an optimist. I though. think in four months' time we're going to look back at this as a disaster. I think. It's going to go on for a couple of months. I think Lacey Evans isn't good enough to be in the ring uh, not to, at, to, at that level. Uh, I think that the matches are going to be bad, which isn't what Becky needs coming off of this. You know, you know, you want to have a hot feud coming off of this. You don't just like reset to someone who's just been introduced. I would have much preferred Lacey beat people. There's your, for, that's for, it, mate. But Rather than just walk out. That, that's a good idea. <clears throat> I, I would have preferred to have her built up before suddenly going against Becky. And ultimately, though, Becky Lynch has been portrayed as someone who is fighting for the the legitimization of wrestling. And that it, this isn't fake. I'm taking on Ronda Rousey. MMA, you go from that level to what is such a hokey character. I like the character, but it is a hokey fake character. Mm-hmm. It's this really clear... You know, just char- like over characterization of the, the Southern Bell, the sassy Southern Bell or sexy Southern Bell, whatever it is this week. I just, I, I, I this isn't going to be good. I can't see how this is going to be effective. At best, it's going to be fine. And that's not what you need right now.
2: Yeah, that's very true. It will be broadly fine. And that, you know, that, yeah, I am mean, not, you, I'm not no, giving. F-
1: and, and, and you're right. Yeah.
2: You're absolutely right. Uh, as I said, I'm, I'm looking at this from the, the, the bright side of things. Um, and at least they're doing something with an NXT call-up, so there is always that. I would have actually, I think there would have been a bigger reaction if it had been Sarah Logan, based off uh, the WrestleMania performance she was giving. Bearing in mind that everyone in that building would have been at WrestleMania, so I think they would have actually popped quite big for Sarah Logan coming out and challenging for the uh, titles and doing that as a feud. It feels quite low-level, but it would have been a really big reaction in that building, which then might have actually elevated Logan and started to get her over as they go to more and more buildings. It's a possibility.
1: I, I just think you need something hot. Ask her. I know Sasha wasn't there, but just have Sasha Banks come out. Reboot her. She's the boss again. Heal Sasha versus Becky Lynch. I don't care. Just break Banks and Bailey up with no explanation. It's, yeah, it's funny as well, because I,
2: I saw someone say this in the comments, <coughs> so I'm going to apologise, because I, I can't remember who it was or which video it was left on. But it's when we were talking about our favourite matches from this sort of Becky, Charlotte, Ronda three-way and what our favorite moments of it was and someone said and i think this is something i've actually forgotten and i shouldn't have looked past my favorite match from this whole series was becky versus Asuka at the royal rumble mm. i loved that match i thought that match was absolutely awesome yeah and well so, I, I prefer becky versus charlotte in the last woman standing so um i would have you know if asker had come out at this point like That would have been a huge, huge moment. She's got a victory over her. It makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. And Asuka seems to be very nonplussed that she's not champion anymore. But maybe we'll get something, because she is a SmackDown person, as we know. It's a shock if there's a SmackDown person on that show. Uh, so maybe they'll do something
1: with, with Asuka tonight.
2: Or, did, but it'd most likely it'll be Mandy Rose.
1: Yeah, I, I appreciate you being the optimistic one here, but I, I can't give WWE the benefit of the doubt. I'm going to be negative today, I'm afraid, folks. Uh, Seth Wannins did a, a great interview. Well, not a great interview, but an effective interview with uh, professional bodybuilder Charlie Caruso. <laughs> who is just, her arms are jacked. Again, it's the mic lifting. She's yeah. got to lift the mics. She's carrying segments. Uh, and S- Seth really got over a personal blood feud element to this this Kofi challenge, you know, coming in on my show, issuing the challenge. I liked it a lot. Yeah. Uh, Ricochet, Alistair Black versus Bobby Lashley and Chad Gable. Had the best match of the night for me.
2: Yeah, I, I thought this was a great, great match. Really, really enjoyed this. But um, after defending them earlier in the show, F this crowd for doing the wave and pulling out the beach balls. Yeah, Not the right match to do
1: this in. No, this, they, this is why we can't have nice things. Sends the wrong message. Uh, but th- there were so many great spots in this match. I thought the wrestling was really slick. Uh, but the best one, right at the start, Alistair Black and Chad Gable doing a little sequence... Alistair Black rolls over Gable's back, just sits down. Yeah. And then Gable's staring at him. It was, like, out of nowhere, I was like, boom, I am, I am into this. Yeah. But uh, unfortunately, the crowd weren't. Yeah. Rude looked like he rolled Black's ankle quite brutally at one point. Oh, but isn't he just? He yeah. seems to be fine. And, uh, yeah, Ricochet rolled out of the chaos theory, hit a new finisher, which is like a one-kneed codebreaker, and for the win. But Rude knocked him over afterwards. Yeah. And I think they've
2: been sort of, like, heelish for a couple of months or so yeah. now. So this is kind of, like, very much cementing them as that they are a heel team now. Uh, we said it during the live stream, but smart of Ricochet to have a move that's uh, less impactful than doing the 630 as a yeah. finisher, because you don't want to be doing that
1: every single night. Do you think after the War Raiders match on Friday, he was like, Yeah, I just, yeah. uh, could, you, could I just do a <laughs> knee, knee to the chest now? It's funny,
2: so, um... <laughs> the Attitude Era podcast they they're doing um their newest season is reviewing 97 era pay-per-views. It's so uh, it's like the the pre-version of the Attitude Era. And they're talking about Rocky Maivia and his t- finisher used to be a top rope. I think it was either a dropkick or a clothesline if I can remember correctly, but it's a top rope move. And they are theorizing, do you think they were giving that to him as a test to see how long it would take for him to work out that that's not a fun move to do every single night? And then you have to come up with something that's less impactful on mm. you. Yeah. And that's so why I just I made me think of that with Ricochet. It was like, I think I'm just gonna I'm gonna debut a new finisher so I don't always have to do this move that means I land on my head every single time.
1: Yeah, WWE's where you go to take it easy, yeah, exactly. you, you paid your
2: dues. That's what Shinsuke Nakamura did. He went from being the king of strong style to being like the the king of lazy style. I'm just gonna I'm not gonna do it, lads. <coughs>
1: Uh, then we got a backstage bit where Elias is looking straight into the camera, which I liked from a production perspective. And he said that Cena ruined all the plans he had for WrestleMania. Uh, if anyone interrupts his rock opera tonight, he'll there'll be hell to pay. Mm-hmm. Foreshadowing. Uh, I've written, who could it be? Probably no way, Jose. Yeah. But th- this this paid off very nicely. Paid off wonderfully. But <laughs> the best thing on the show. Yeah, Bird Raptor debuted.
2: Bird Raptor debuted. Right. So I want to get this out on Front Street right now because a lot of people were saying this in the comments on your review. That is not a buzzard. I we look we googled a buzzard. If you are, you're on a computer now because you're watching us, Google a picture of a buzzard. Then Google what came out of this box. They may be saying it's a reference to follow the buzzard. That is not a buzzard. That is a Bird Raptor. That's a bird raptor. That is 100% a bird raptor.
1: And another persistent comment on my review was that (laughs) that I I made a joke about what's in the box. Is it Gwyneth Paltrow's head? Fight Club spoiler. I know it's not from (laughs) Fight Club. It's from Panic Room. There
2: was a collective whoosh in the comments section as that joke flew over the head of every single person in those Uh, comments. I got
1: a phone call. It was like, you know... From who were you (laughs) to no. Were you really tired or or do you know that? Was that a joke? I was like, it was a joke. (laughs) 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 I think we first made that joke. It was at WrestleMania. um, It's
2: because, um, yeah, Biggie, when he brought out the present, and I think I did the, I think it was (gasps) Laurie that said it was the head of Gwyneth Paltrow,
1: and you went, huh, nice Fight Club reference. And we all laughed because we knew that you were joking. Yeah. I'm 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 familiar with the oeuvre of David Fincher. <laughs> I was going through these comments and I was like, well, if you see the first you're
2: like, oh, surprised that you know if, that's mm-hmm. surprising. and One person didn't get it. Then when you start seeing more and more and more of you, you're like, oh, I think there's just a big collective whoosh yeah. of people just not picking up on the subtleties of it's, your it's excellent fine. excellent humour. It's fine. Uh, um, but yeah, this is a bird wrapped, by the way, so which someone pointed out to me means. Because uh, raptor, as we now know from Alan Grant, told us in Jurassic Park, means bird of prey. Mm. So this is
1: bird bird of prey bird. So there was a gang in my village in my youth called the, Hextaba, the Hextable Mafia Association. Yeah. And as my Italian friend pointed out, mafia kind of loosely means association <laughs> yeah. in Italian. So they're the Hextable Association Association. <laughs> so it's a similar thing. Uh, but that is by that is no way near the most ridiculous thing about this segment. It cuts backstage or, or somewhere to an infinite expanse of black. It's an empty room, but there's a box in the middle. There's smoke drifting off the box in some kind of trick-of-the-eye special effect. And then after a while, the box snaps open and out comes what can only be described as a bird raptor hand puppet wearing a Hawaiian shirt. That sounds ridiculous. That's exactly what it was. And it is ridiculous. I played it to my girlfriend. I said, what do you think of this? (laughs) And I didn't set it up. I just said, here's a thing that happened on a wrestling show. Watch it. And I watched her face and she didn't laugh. She didn't go. Oh wow, that was cool. She just looked confused and went, "That was lame." <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah it, it is." Yeah. And I love it
2: for it. Yeah, absolutely. It was my favourite thing on this show. In hindsight, I it made doing that live stream all the more worthwhile. And doing it was worthwhile anyway because I've so much enjoyed chatting with everyone while we've been doing it. But Bird Raptor just, like, put this show onto a whole new level and put that live show into a whole new level. You and I workshopping the joke. I've ordered a puppet. Oh, yeah, we did. We went, like, we missed a segment, I think, because we were so focused on ordering a, a Bird Raptor puppet. Mm-hmm. We Googled Bird Raptor into, well, excuse me, we Googled, we Amazoned Bird Raptor puppet and found the most perfect puppet yeah, to yeah. go with it. Yeah, so that'll be a
1: new character debuting soon.
2: It made me laugh so, so much. Bray Wyatt looks to be returning. The, the, the key to all of this looks to be Bray Wyatt's new gimmick is he's Raptor.
1: Yeah. It, the, there, was a, there was a laugh in the yeah. background, which kind of sounded like Bray. Yeah. Uh, it's also
2: funny because you said that in your review, but a lot of people wanted to point out to you
1: that it's a Bray Wyatt return. Mm, no, it's nice. It's nice. Yeah. Um, well, they probably thought, God, if this guy doesn't know <laughs> what Seven is, I'll, I'll help him out a bit more. Uh, so after that, Which really stole the show. It was the Kofi Daniel Bryan moment of wrestling. (laughs) Dean Ambrose versus Bobby Lashley happened in what was billed as Dean Ambrose's last match (coughs) ever. Weirdly, Leo Rush pretended like he was going to cut a promo but just didn't say anything. I don't know what they were going for there. It didn't quite work. But Bobby Lashley ended up taking the mic and said, ''Don't worry. When you're gone, I'll take care of your wife.'' Ooh, Dean pounces on him immediately. Renee Young on commentary, Dean Ambrose's real wife, goes, What does that mean? <laughs> because her character, presumably, is that she's an idiot. She is an idiot. Yep. And then eventually
2: this was just uh, Dean and Bobby having a bit of a brawl. Bobby put him through a table.
1: Yeah. Uh, the announcer's but table. Thank you, Ambrose, chant from the crowd. And I, I was... I thought this might write Renee Young off the commentary desk for the rest of the night. Because she did go missing. She did go to missing. To tend to her husband backstage. But she was, she was back for the next match. Painful to listen to. Sami Zayn was then shown backstage walking uh, through the corridor and saying hi to people. I I would have just had him come out. Yeah. I wouldn't have telegraphed him. I've just had music hit. Yeah. It would have been a huge pop as well. Yeah. For yeah. I d- sort of lessened the pop. Um, which would have made... What transpired, more effective. Mm-hmm. But not much so. Mojo Jojo Rawley is still trapped in the Mirrorverse. So this storyline hasn't been dropped yet. No, but the Mirror is now broken, and he's got some pretty cool-looking eye-makeup on. Yes, yeah, and a lot of people make fun of this. Oh. And it is, and it is easy to make fun of. Yeah. But I quite like it. Hey, I... Bird <laughs> Raptor. Now that is something to make fun of. This, the, I, there's an interesting thing going on here, and I, I'm... If it ever pays off, it's a freaking catwalk, isn't it? Yep. On the catwalk. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sammy Zayn then came out, uh, and he fell over. Yep, fell right over. Fell right in his keister. Mm. Which don't, I don't think was intentional. Nope. He should have done it again. He, he could have cut that out the DVD exactly. release. Exactly. But he, you know, he
2: recovered from it. Came <clears throat> down to the ring. Crowd was super happy to see Sammy Zayn. And I thought to myself, "Man, I've missed Sammy Zayn. I've mm. really missed him." And then watching him have a match with uh, Finn Balor, because he kind of. You know, made a uh, an open challenge to anyone in the back. Uh, Finn Blewer came out with his Intercontinental <sighs> Championship that he stole from the Demon. And they proceeded to have a really, really good match. And I thought to myself, God, I've missed Sammy Wrestling. Yeah. Really have missed him. Love his selling. Love the way that he tells stories in the matches. Big, big fan of this. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, get, yeah, took the words right out of my mouth. He shaved his head as well, which makes him look like Laurie. Yeah, because but everyone looks like Laurie. If you've got a beard, you look like Laurie. And a shaved head. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the really good match. Sammy misses a halluva kick, coup de grace. Bala retains. Bala walks off. And Sammy stays in the ring after the match and says, You know what? That loss has reinforced what I've felt for the last nine months. I was like, Where's this going? And then he stands up and he goes, it genuinely feels like you've missed me. And the crowd were like, oh, yeah, we did miss you. And it was yeah. quite a nice moment. And then he goes, but I didn't miss any of you. Yeah, and, and I was like, you were a heel when you <laughs> left. Why do a little face thing? And then...
2: <sighs> he then cut a heel promo. Problem with this, again, is that this was not the right crowd to do it in front of. I'm not going to say this was as misjudged as the main event because nothing was misjudged no. that. But you can't do a promo where you're cutting a heel like it's the you remember when they did this with Elias when he was just like this crowd is awful and the crowd started shouting, we are awful back at him and that doesn't create heel heat then that's just the crowd having fun this was always going to happen with this crowd. When he starts pointing to the crowd and being like, you're all terrible people, they're going to go, yay, we are. He's talking
1: directly to us. hey, beach ball, blah, blah, blah. Like, Corbyn can do that sort of thing and get heat, And get heat for it. And he did earlier yeah. in the night. But whatever Sammy does, this audience will always love him. Unless, like, he turned on... A, Kofi. A, 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 or, yeah, Kevin Owens, like... Daniel Bryan is an example of someone who's made that work for him. Yes. I think Daniel Bryan could have made that crowd boo him. And a lot of people are comparing Sami Zayn's promo to a Daniel Bryan promo. I guess the the comparison is that it's very well delivered, but I don't I think content-wise they're actually very different. This one doesn't work and we've seen it before, heard it before. It's just Vince McMahon venting, whereas Daniel Bryan is is making really good, he's doing really good character work. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Good promo,
2: good well, good delivery of the promo. Well delivered. Well delivered. Deli- yes, absolutely. Well delivered promo. Uh, I just don't think it was the right crowd.
1: There was a there was a really good line where he goes, "I don't know if you know, but WWE is a super toxic environment." <laughs> <laughs> and he, that, is, that was a great delivery, and it's because of us fans, yeah. But yeah, it's it, it. It wasn't effective because the crowd were cheering him. Mm. If you judge things based on how the crowd react, this was a failure. It was a heel turn that was cheered. Yeah, I want you to recap
2: this next segment uh, using the cadence uh, that the person
1: doing the interview did. So, uh, Dana Brooke was backstage with not Renee Young next, who is now a full-on robot. Oh yeah, showing a bit of Sarah
2: Schreiber. I want to say sure, Sure.
1: not Renee Young. Number three, (laughs) generic WWE interviewer number three now. And it's Dana Brooke. She congratulates Becky Lynch. She then says, I'm not at the front of the line, but I'm not at the back of the line. So. <laughs> I'm just here. Yeah, okay. Oh, now I care. <laughs> ah, You made me care about you. Uh, but Which is a shame because, like, again... I was into Dana Brooke, her, her baby
2: face moment. Why didn't they continue a storyline with the Riot Squad? When the Riot Squad come down, really pissed off that they didn't—they got eliminated by her in the WrestleMania. Maybe use that to start some storylines. Yeah. Uh, oh, I mean, I don't want to have too many women's storylines on the show, though, because God, they're no, women. Obviously, we don't want too many oh, of those we'll storylines. Keep
1: track of it. Oh, yeah,
2: it's very difficult to do. But um, obviously being facetious, the uh, yeah, she just cut this promo, and it really didn't mean anything. And she was really like over-enunciating all of her words.
1: It was it was bad, and she had a great. I th- I really enjoyed her promo against Ronda. Yeah, she had a great showing at the Women's Battle Royal, and uh, but this was bad. Yeah, it was a bad follow-up to it. And it was bad content, badly delivered. But then we got Elias coming out. And he moaned about Cena, said, it's not hard to rap, so I'm going to do a rap now. And and proved <coughs> <laughs> proved his point. Proved his point perfectly. So we joke that uh, it's they're just rhyming words. Yeah, it's William Shatner like doing a song. But then someone said, that's kind of how rap battles are. So I guess there's an art, I don't know. Uh, but then he there's some good lines in there yeah. to, to Cena. And then he says, the next man who interrupts him will be a dead man. And then they just waited the perfect amount of time. You can hear the crowd gasp. It was this was the most perfectly
2: executed part of this show. Oh yeah, it was just brilliant because he said
1: "dead man," and you can almost hear a ripple through the crowd, of everyone going, The Undertaker. Yeah, and they just the timing of this dong was incredible. Oh, and it just, just goes dong, lights in. crowd explode. This was. Masterful, absolutely perfect. So that bit was masterful. Then, it's, obviously, the Undertaker comes out. He's in the ring with Elias. Uh, Elias goes to get out, but he gets back in, and then Undertaker lays him out with a big boot, choke slam, tombstone, and then then he walks off, presumably setting up some kind of Saudi Arabia angle for June with Elias. Maybe that's what we're thinking. Yeah, <laughs> and that's what PW Insider have reported. Oh, really? As well. But I, I don't know I, I just I I love the Undertaker, but age is a thing, and every time I see him, I just I feel a bit sad because he can't move as well as he used to. He looks old, I, I, and I'm not. This isn't like a an ageist thing. I just it makes me realize my own mortality. It's like seeing your your childhood heroes grow up and. Can I? Uh, I mean, I'm not
2: going to project onto you, mm. but this is. I was thinking about this today as to why I wasn't really into this. I, I thought it was a really well done segment. I, I do want to put that out on front. The street. setup. The setup That's was good. really good, and you know, it's always fun to see the Undertaker, and Elias is a perfect foil for him to Tombstone and Choke Slam and have a Saudi Arabia match with. So that I'm, I'm all fine with. But then I was thinking about it today, why I wasn't massively into this, and I suddenly re- it came hit me. This is only here for cynical reasons. The only reason the Undertaker came out for here and the only reason the Undertaker's been brought back is cuz he agreed to do Starcast. I re- I would put money on the idea if Undertaker didn't agree to do Starcast, he wouldn't have been at WrestleMania and he wouldn't have been here either. I think the only reason Undertaker is here is because he agreed to do Starcast.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's yeah, most definitely. And then like you're like, oh, "Okay, so you only came back Either for that, so you cancelled on a booking that had already been made, uh, or WWE pulled it or whatever, and you came back and you're gonna do the Saudi Arabia show, which is a whole another mess of ill ill feelings and controversy. So, that yeah, there's that. Um, but it's also like the law of diminishing returns. I, yeah. I feel like I've seen Undertaker come back since his retirement at Raw. raw uh, Raw 25, 25 last year. Uh, obviously, WrestleMania with Cena. Then at Super Showdown. And Greatest Royal Rumble. Then at Greatest Royal Rumble. Greatest Royal Rumble. Was and became... then Crown Jewel with yeah.
2: the tag... Yeah, the tag matches was at Crown Jewel, yeah. So his Greatest Royal Rumble was first. He did WrestleMania, then Greatest Royal Rumble Super a couple Super Showdown was Triple H. Yeah. Crown Jewel was He
1: beat uh, Rusev at Greatest Royal Rumble. So I saw him five times last year. And then he's back in April now. And I'm just like... Yeah, I, I love The Undertaker, but it's it's... I'm, I'm not... Yeah, it doesn't pop me. <laughs> it, but it popped the
2: live crowd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that And that's what it was there to do, was to get a good reaction from the crowd. And I think it worked for that. And I, I think that it was a successful segment in that sense. Um, And I'll be honest, it was completely worth it for Pachiti's reaction to it. Um, I saw someone shared a video of this on, on Twitter today. It really made me laugh. Pachiti is just staring at this so quietly for ages and then just says these words, He's got his tits out.
1: <laughs> yeah, he did have the. Uh, it was a low-cut top. No, it was a topless. Ten look. He's got his tits out. Mm, yeah, so that that was the show, and then after that we got the uh, the main event of Seth Rollins versus Kofi Kingston. So that's that's a fine show. You got surprises, returns, Undertaker cameos, a really big main event setup. I would say. That is a four out of five show, right there. I agreed with you. Absolutely agree. Yeah, uh, but like with the lens of that main event lame duck payoff, it sours the rest of the show. And then I'm not looking back at Undertaker going, "Oh, what a nice moment." I'm like, he's old. Or I'm I'm not looking back at the the Lars Sullivan debut with, "Oh, cool, Lars Sullivan's on the main roster." I'm like, well, what's his storyline? The Kurt stuff was a bit rubbish. So it does it just. There's a, a ripple back effect almost.
2: It's and I think maybe the other reason uh, again we might not look, look back at the show quite fondly is that it's meant to start our new season of, of wrestling. It's meant to start, you know, with the build to money in the bank. Only one storyline was started on this show. And that was Becky Lynch versus Lacey Evans. So that's, that's one story. So in 3 hours we started one one angle, one feud. And I don't think that's that's a great way to to kick off a new season. No, just starting off one storyline.
1: Uh, they kind of hamstring themselves because they've got the superstar shakeup next week. But there's, that doesn't mean you can't foreshadow. No. You're in control of the draft. Yeah. Just, it's not a, It's not a shoot. You're not going to be surprised by it. Just, okay, so we're going to move these guys over here. Let's start something with them now. Yeah. It's not like SmackDown and Raw wrestlers have been separate. Exactly, yeah. And you can just say, it's WrestleMania season.
2: We're here in the Barclays Center tomorrow. The Raw and SmackDown superstars, and you have to use that word, are all backstage together. Who knows what's going to happen? Rather yeah. than being like, a SmackDown star
1: is here. Yeah, you just oh. say they're all in the same city. Yeah. Because we know who they are, because <laughs> we're in the same bloody building tonight. <sighs> okay, well, let's do... So, yeah, obviously I gave
2: it a two out of five. I'd have given it an avroge, <coughs> I think, in total. I think I would have...
1: Yeah, I think avroge is probably mm-hmm. where I would have gone. But I don't think you're wrong with your paw. Uh, so Insolent Crow has said, with the recent praise he's been getting on Talk, I have a question. Who really is Byron Saxton? And what happened to the old, bland, basically, unnoticeable Saxton? He Uh, was allowed to do commentary properly because he is a good commentator. On a subject matter that means a lot to him. Yes. That's the key to it. It is a subject matter that means a great deal to him. Um, So cynically, I would say it's because I'm sure wrestling means a lot to him, but he's not allowed to talk about that. (laughs) So they probably said, you can talk more about this and Mm -hmm. be passionate because... Of who you are. Yeah. Which, yeah. Uh, Will, I really am, says, Did you hear the rumour that the beach balls were actually deliberately done by staff to prevent the boos as Vince was getting embarrassed backstage? No. no and I, I don't, don't buy that whatsoever. But
2: apparently it's during the commercial break as well. Um, Cesaro did his deal where he dives into the crowd and tears
1: up the beach balls. <coughs> did he? Yeah. That's a report we got from Jaron Walker. That's a sad spot to have to do. Victor Riviera, I've got two words for you. Love me. Please, well, of course we love of course you. We love, I mean, that's three. But yeah, three we love you. Of course, it's, uh, it's edge, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. it's three, Matt freaking Hardy. Yeah, that's three, three words.
3: <laughs> words. No, you do, you do that. It's three words. Yeah, it's three words.
1: <laughs> uh, the true wrestler fan did WWE screw Kurt and Ray at Mania? Kurt and Ray screwed Kurt and Ray. <laughs> Uh no, really. The way we've
2: got to look at it now is that the the whole point of the Kurt Angle farewell tour was not to give Kurt Angle a send
1: off. It was to put over Baron Corbin. So yeah, it was screwed over in that respect. Rey Mysterio was probably injured. Uh, and and when you do those quick finishes, it kind of protects people. So not definitely not screwed. Put over Joe, really. Yeah. Start recording Mysterio versus Ricochet, or Undisputed Era versus Shield. Undisputed Era versus shield, shield. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Adrian, Although Ray versus uh, Ricochet
2: seems like the more likely option now. Then,
1: yeah. Adrian Wells, any predictions on who will be inducted into the 2020 Hall of Fame class? <laughs> that's my prediction. <laughs> I don't know why people care so much.
2: Well, but no, but people do. And I, I shouldn't be as, as, um, as dismissive of that. It's mm. quite that's rude of me. But um, it, it's something that really doesn't appeal to me. I, I'm not bothered.
1: There's no criteria, so it's difficult to really care. Yeah. Uh who, I mean I don't even know
2: who's not in at this point.
1: Davy boy goes in this year.
2: Yeah, I wonder if they'll do Davy next year. Um what well, I mean it won't be Davy as a solo, they'll put the
1: British Bulldogs in. It's in Tampa, isn't it? It's pirate-themed. Uh, Paul, Paul Birchall. <laughs> Austin Trainor. SummerSlam Fantasy Booking, Rollins versus Cole, Kofi versus Ali, Bala versus Styles, Becky versus Asuka versus Banks, Owens versus Dunn, Usos versus O'Reilly Fish. Your thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> it's a strong card. Sure, yeah, that'd sure. be good. Uh, Bala versus Styles would be a nice rematch they had. Yeah. I want. I want them both to be on the same brand, but I also want them to switch brands. Yeah, I was going to say, we was predicting that maybe AJ will go to Raw,
2: but we were also saying yesterday it'd be nice to put Balor over onto SmackDown with the IC belt, maybe move Joe over with the mm. US title.
1: Really like Owens versus Dunn. Kevin Dunn? Yeah, no, Pete Dunn. Oh, Pete Dunn, right. I uh, so that, that, Yeah, that'd be interesting. Uh, Ron Burt, SmackDown Live have iconics to save the Rumble week. Sorry, say again? SmackDown Live have iconics, icons to save the Rumble week don't know what you mean, Rombo. Yeah, sorry about that. I'm not, I'm not quite following. Uh, Flame Inc. Live. Randy is being a bigger heel than NWO Hogan. I presume he means Rank Randy Dad. in the chat. Oh, what are you doing, Randy? What are you doing, Randy? check in on that later Kratos' Forgotten Son Patreon uh, pledge hammer. I just want to thank you guys again for putting a smile on my face each day your hard work is greatly appreciated also will the classic support WrestleTalk shirt be available again it's available back right now buddy yeah Um, I guess not in black Yes, yeah, it's, it's in the white, white and it? black Yeah. Um, but if you go over to WrestleTalkShop.com this one right here. you can get the white one yeah um, and thank you for
2: joining us on these live streams. We I, I've, we were saying yesterday on The Raw, but I've, I've had such a blast
1: these past five days. It's, it's been great. Cameron Sykes, Luke switched from coffee to beer because of Raw. Is that true? <laughs> well, I was drinking Started coffee at the start, and drinking. then I was,
2: uh, moved to the beer, but I'm not going to finish this whole thing because I've got to do a SmackDown review later.
1: David Rodriguez, you think Lars should be in the main event? Should have been in the main event? I mean, that's...
2: Lars laying it's, it's out both a, Kofi and Seth. Yeah, that's a bigger... That It's not... It's bigger than the the bar.
1: You know, so I wouldn't have done it, but I would have preferred that to Lars in the Kurt Angle segment yeah. and what we got in the main event. I'd so, actually, yeah, yeah,
2: I actually would have... I, I would argue that Lars... Yeah, Lars coming out and causing the double DQ would have been a... a Really strong way to to end off the show, because that builds a brand new main event star. You don't know which brand he's on, which champion he's targeting. I Yeah, actually, that would have been so much better. Yeah. Sorry, who was that
1: one again? That, that Cameron. was
2: David Rodriguez. Oh, David Rodriguez. Excellent, excellent yeah. idea, sir.
1: JJ 496 could Lars be used to set up a match against Seth? Uh, I'd, I would prefer to have him built up a bit. Over the next few months before he gets a universal title shot. Yeah, I mean
2: you've got to look at NXT. Him being beaten by Alistair Black, I think that was Alistair Black's first challenger when after he won the belt. Mm. I might be wrong on that one, but I, I feel it was very early on in, in Black's NXT championship run. Lars losing actually did hurt his the or any momentum he did have in NXT, which always happens when you have these sort of big unstoppable monsters. As soon as you've beaten them once, they then lose a lot of that sort of luster about them. Look at Ryback.
1: Yeah, I was about to say, Ryback's a great example, yeah. Um, start recording, which current star would have the best name if their name was shortened <laughs> to either their first name or last name? Um, uh, Luke Harper. Harper.
2: Luke, because <laughs> it's a great name.
1: Well, what, they were Harper and Harper Rowan. Harper and Rowan, yeah. So didn't. that's already happened. Yeah. Eric
2: Rowan came back at the Rumble as Eric Rowan, and he'd lost his name <laughs> by Tuesday night.
1: Joe, <laughs> Joe. Joe. Just Joe. Just Joe. Uh, Kevin in capitals, who's been very generous. Thank you. Okay, very much. I think I spent too much money on this su- 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 super chat, but anyway, would all of this be sweeter if Rollins just came out, was challenged by two random heels, Corbin for example, to a tag team match and have Kofi as a surprise partner? Yeah, that'd have been great. Yeah, that yeah. would have been nicer, but that is not an intriguing hook, really at the start of the show I guess you've got who's it going to be yeah I think that would be the you. yeah you tease it throughout the night mm.
2: of like yeah Baron and I don't know Drew <coughs> uh, versus Seth and the Mystery Partner because that
1: you, people might thought it was uh, Ambrose might have been Reigns mm-hmm. yeah that would have been actually really good Jeremiah Golder it was so nice to see The Undertaker get the call up to the main roster tonight really looking forward to following his career <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, Jaron Walker Jeremiah Golder.
2: I believe it is. Yeah, he's, well, I, we think it is because he's got the same um, avatar that uh, Jaron has when he emails to us.
1: Nico, is the CM Punk logo. Yeah. So, Nico the arms dealer. Uh, but Bird no, one, no, one, no one likes CM Punk, though. Bird Raptor is Bray Wyatt's final form. <laughs> 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 so, Bray Wyatt, he went from cult leader to
2: hobo wizard yeah. to sister Abigail to deleter of worlds to Bird Raptor.
1: Your original gimmick was <laughs> perfect. Uh, Zach Connor, are you guys doing a, a shake-up prediction show? That's a good idea, actually. That will probably be good for the Saturday Ramble. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. That's, good content. Yeah, good we'll, content, yeah, mate. <laughs> uh, JJ 496 can Ollie unbox his puppet bird? Uh, I will, yeah. I mean, there's only one way to do it. Yeah, that's... Uh, hopefully it arrives before I record on Thursday. Uh, Jack Dolan, we haven't seen Bird Raptor and Mojo in the same place at the same time. Oh, it's all starting to come together now. Of course, it all makes sense. Adam Daly, live or live. Bird Raptor reminded me of that Thanksgiving classic movie, Thanks Killing. Yes, that I did say in when we were doing the live <laughs> course, stream yesterday. Of course, you know this film.
2: I did say during the live stream yesterday that the way that the puppet's designed, it does look like it is a uh, like, yeah, like a puppet they would have used in like an '80s <coughs> B movie or an '80s horror movie. I like, guess it's, it's got that look about it. It's like Carl, B- Carl Bleachler would have made it. Mm. Um, God rest his zombie bones. Um, yeah, he would have made that. Rest in peace. And, uh, that, and that's one of the other reasons why I loved it. Again, it's not a buzzard. Google a buzzard.
1: It looks nothing like a buzzard. Uh, so, thanks, killing is about a killer talking turkey. Yeah, it's because what's the voice? Like? After a while, you
2: start to run out. Of <laughs> holidays to base horror movies out. What have we
1: got left? Holidays to based. Oh, oh horror hello. Movies on. Yes, there it is. Uh, JZ uh, writes, gents, a few questions. Does Becky and or Seth show up tonight? Well, Becky, Becky will be because she's she's a SmackDown star. <laughs> uh, I I still forget that. Yeah. I was like when she was on Raw, I, I thought. Oh, but she's a SmackDown star, isn't she? Oh yeah, she's got the belt. Yeah, but it's uh, shocking when the bar do it. What do you? What do they do with Kevin Owens? Oh, he's that's got a short shrift of it, hasn't he? I know, not a WrestleMania whatsoever. Yeah, and he's a babyface. Like uh, a good heel, Kevin Owens could have been a good first challenger for Kofi. What a. Wasted return What an absolutely Wasted return I mean Sami Zayn Had that line In his promo They say If you're not If you're gonna miss WrestleMania Don't come back Until the Raw After Mania Yeah I mean Yeah Look yeah. at Kevin Owens uh, What would you Well he wasn't Originally meant to Miss WrestleMania <laughs> He was meant to have Kofi's spot Yeah What would you do With the Usos
2: um, So they're still Tag They D are champions. defending Their tag titles Against the Hardys tonight Hmm. I don't think Hardys a winning like but I'm just saying they are defending their, their belts maybe they're going to get a I don't think there'll be a call up but maybe they'll get a new challenger tonight maybe it'll be the bar because it's got to be hasn't it because they, they always had to be bloody feuding
1: not a heel turn but badass tweener faction with Roman Reigns Roman's got a new family now <laughs> Dean's left go after Seth yeah, uh, And they also JZ also says Thank you for the most Enjoyable five days Of wrestling I've ever had And I'm 48 Oh mate Thank, thank you. you very
2: much Thank you for being <laughs> with
1: us You're an excellent Excellent human being Six fingered Jake What matches would you Have cut from Mania uh, The Joe women's four way uh, Yep Joe Ray Um, the, I like the Smackdown tag But did it really Need to be on there Both battle royals Yep yeah. Uh, Revival, Hawkins, Rider. Yeah, like not like put all those matches on the go home shows. Yeah, make it feel like a big deal, uh, and all or of the segments. Or
2: build them up for the Raw after Mania
1: as like yeah. it's your it's WrestleMania again. Finn and Lashley. Yeah, Finn and Lashley. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, Miles three five or thirty five thoughts on Seth's next feud.
2: Yeah, so we've um a few people have suggested in like uh, Lars. Uh but I think it'd be it's almost too early to to put Lars in. Again, like like I said it would be a much better way to finish the show with Lars destroying both men and making him into that main event picture. I do agree with you that you don't want to beat him too early and you don't want to put the belt on him too early, so you've got to try and find a creative way of getting out of that. And I don't think that's WWE's mindset at the moment. Creative. No. So um <coughs> Yeah, who, who, who could be? I'd say Drew. Drew. Yeah, I mean Drew's that, a good that's.
1: Show. I wouldn't want Drew because I don't think he's over at that level as we saw with the Reigns feud. Unfortunately, that's another match I'd have cut. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. I forgot that happened. <laughs> uh, but I yeah I, I can see WWE doing it. Judo Judah Lars should have been the next Paul Heyman guy. Eh, maybe. Yeah. I, I I I I prefer
2: legitimate athletes with Heyman because he's hmm. an advocate. I
1: don't, like, uh, not that wrestlers aren't legitimate athletes. Yes, you mean, the, yeah, I mean, from yeah. non-predetermined sports. That's that's more what I meant. Uh, Kring, King Rasta, do you think Ronda will go to SmackDown in October and challenge Becky again? It's not a bad shout,
2: yeah, actually. It was. I think it was um, Sports Illustrated saying that there are quote tentative plans for it to be Becky versus Ronda to headline WrestleMania next year. Um, so yeah, that makes sense. That she can come back in October when they go to Fox. Uh, and begin that program to build towards WrestleMania. Maybe Ronda then goes into the Rumble, wins the Rumble.
1: Yeah, and that's a nice way to not annoy Fox because apparently the pitch meeting to Fox, all the pictures and branding had Ronda Ron. It's like, hey guys, Ronda Rousey, she's going to be around all the time when you buy us. Card subject to change. They're even working their business partners. It's such a short-sighted way to do business.
2: They were working the transport department. They told them it was going to end two hours
1: earlier than it actually did. Um, unbelievable. <laughs> um Jeremiah Golder again. We are different people. Ah, ah I'm okay. the first ever undisputed heavyweight live wrestle ramble super chat donator champion. <laughs> yes, you are. You can mate. call me is Stream Slayer. Yeah, like that, nice. mate. Nice, was he, the, he was the first one yeah. on NXT TakeOver, I remember mm-hmm. now. Uh, start recording again. You guys are the first YouTube channel and Twitch channel in that regard I've ever donated money to. Love how naturally funny all the crew is. Thank you very Cheers, much, my man. friend. Thank you. Uh, and Means Dino Man. Dino Man, finally. What is your favourite wrestling video game? Right answer is WWF No Mercy. And that is absolutely the right <coughs> answer. And if it's not that, it's SmackDown Here Comes the Pain. So mine's WWF WrestleMania 2000. Yeah, 2000. yeah. Because... It had the safe. <laughs> it didn't have broken cartridges. Yeah, because I had the broken cartridge yeah. that wiped my entire game as a kid. And I... You could... I didn't know what the internet was. You, I couldn't just look. Why is the game... Yeah. that was That was a week of my dad taking me to the game store. We have an argument with the game guy. He's like, oh, yeah, actually, there is a fault with the game. And i like, yeah. I was I one was of the lucky distraught. ones. Distraught. I was one of the lucky ones. The amount of time. I used to have just piles of paper of making notes of what my moveset would be and putting so much care and attention into creating the wrestler. Luckily, I had those backup physical documents. (laughs) But, like, it's just... It's
2: a lost art. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Smackdown, Here Comes the Pain. I I played to absolute death. Uh, I loved that game. Um, And uh, WWF Royal Rumble.
1: I'm going to give a shout-out to that on the Mega Drive. And very quickly, because two more have just come in, but these will be the last ones soon. Stop. Pledging for now and come back later on for the SmackDown live stream. Uh, on one slash, who's next in line for the midcard vortex of Corbin? <laughs> I, I think Lars might be some heavy muscle for him. Oh no! And Corbin's like the manager. Oh no! That's, that's the a bad dreadful, timeline. Dreadful. That is that's dark timeline stuff. That <laughs> that's a terrible partnership. And Oof. Scorp eighteen talks wrestling. What a great idea. Piss off your most hardcore fans at the very end of Raw. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Um sorry, mile thirty five. Top wait, top three picks for the shakeup. Uh AJ to Raw. Finn to uh, SmackDown. What's what's um, Mur- Murphy to Raw. Yeah, Murphy to Raw. Uh, uh, yeah, that's a great okay, thing. No, 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 and more, no Pete more. done to SmackDown.
2: So I spoke of an email that we received that was defending the WrestleMania mm. finish. Um, I'm going to read it to you now. Hit me up. So I, I am I'm am open-minded. And it comes in from Marcel uh, Marcel Jura, who sent us that German package of uh, lovely food that came in delicious um, pasta crisps. Absolutely, Pledge Hammer, um, Wrestle Liga. Um, someone who's a is a very dedicated member of the Swaf Nation. Yes. So, well, let's open up our eye, uh, our ears to what Marcel argues. Hi, Luke, Brackett and Ollie, Laurie, Chopper, and Randolph, but mainly Luke. Um, <laughs> since this email is intended to be a reaction for your comparison to the WrestleMania main event finish of uh, Hogan versus Sting at Starcade '97, this really, without any exaggeration, really surprised me, and I don't get it. My disagreement is stronger than than with your weird affection for the Street Profits, since you said. <laughs> Uh, since you said you haven't seen a defense of the finish, beware of the ghost you've summoned. Is that even a saying in English? My only real problem with the finish is the sloppy execution, but on paper, I think it's the only finish that really makes sense. Here is why. Number one, Ronda shouldn't have tapped out. As many of you said, she didn't tap out in Judo, MMA, and in WWE. If she would have tapped out, the character of Ronda Rousey would have, been, uh, would have taken irreparable damage. The only way I could have seen a submission victory for Becky against Ronda would have been if she passed out. That would have been epic, but if you ever want to bring Ronda back, you can't let a, a submission artist tap out. Losing directly is enough. Number two, Ronda got pinned is payback for her character's disrespect for pro wrestling. Neither in judo nor in MMA do you have a pinfall as a victory condition. It's what survived the, uh, the transition from catch wrestling to pro wrestling, a topic I'm currently writing a book about. While in judo or in BJJ, being on the ground is like a safe place. In pro wrestling, it's not because of that possibility of getting pinned. Her ignorance of the fact was a wonderful piece of character building, in my opinion. Number three, it was built throughout the match. There were many moments where Ronda went into a position where she could have been pinned. For example, there was a double armbar attempt on uh, Charlotte and Becky that nearly turned into a powerbomb. She could have been pinned right there. To be honest, when I saw the spot, I called the finish. In the spirit of the hero's journey, she didn't manage to learn from that mistake and therefore was doomed to fail this way. I had to get these points that they are significant in my eyes from my chest. I don't say the match and the finish was perfect, the crowd was burned out, the timing and the execution of the finish was sloppy, and Ronda's reaction didn't help at all. But I really enjoyed the finish, and me and my peers heavily celebrated when we watched it. We didn't watch the pre-show, so our attention level wasn't weakened by those additional two hours so i'm actually was a bit angry at the negativity about the finish especially since dark 97 hogan versus singh is objectively the worst finish to a major money feud payoff match in the history of pro wrestling as a whole and nothing ever came close i know this is a long email and i'm sorry for that because of that i don't have any hopes of it being read out on the show but i had to get it off my chest since i value your opinions and the discussion i would um uh, I would though appreciate any reaction to this email since I've spent my time writing them. Also, tell Ollie if he manages his marathon, I'll send another booze package in the future. <laughs> Support and love wrestle talk, Swabian pasta guy Marcel.
1: That is
2: an excellent email. Yeah,
1: and <laughs> <laughs> I really want to read the book on the transition yeah. from catch wrestling to what was it? The uh,
2: from judo to like catch wrestling, yeah. uh, or it was from catch wrestling to pro wrestling?
1: Wow. Uh, yeah. So. Um, yeah, those are all valid points. I like how you, you you clearly state, look, that was a botched finish and that the shoulders were meant to be down. And you do put some good storytelling points through to it. I mean, I've got to... Th- <coughs> you found those points. I didn't find those points. I can see how you did. If that's the story you're telling, then tell that story on the commentary... And in the build-up, don't muddy it with arrests and suspensions. Yeah. Plus, I, 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 I get the as we talked about yesterday, Ronda not tapping out and never tapping out. I personally think it's okay, but I can also see why you shouldn't do it. So, like, I'm I'm not on the fence by that, but I can see both sides. So, yeah, I'm I'm with you there, but a fluky roll-up rather than an impact move one two three that looks and feels like a finish that the crowd can react to would have been so much better yeah uh so what were the other points
2: um just about the yeah it's something that ronda being in judo it's a safe space for her so she wouldn't have known to kick out but like but ronda's been she's had Mm. pin attempts on her throughout the year so it's not like this is new to her. It's not like this is the first time anyone's ever tried to pin Ronda Rousey. Yeah. She's kicked out before. So I, I'm with you. I feel that this is, and I don't, I'm not, I don't mean to say this, that I think you're wrong when I'm, I'm about to say what I'm saying, but this to me feels like you're trying to apply reason to it as opposed to that was why they did the finish. You are, you've seen a finish and be like, it doesn't make sense. Ah, but if you look at it from this way, I suppose it could make sense as opposed to that's the they did this finish because that's the reason why they did this finish. I think that they thought doing a surprise roll-up is a way to protect Ronda and set up a future match, which I don't fully disagree with. I just think that it ended up being a flat finish. And my comparison to Sting Hogan at Starcade 97 comes from the fact that that crowd didn't react to that finish the way that they should have reacted to that finish. Because what they were expecting, Sting beating Hogan, was... Hogan beating up Sting for 10 minutes and pinning him with a leg drop. And then Bret Hart coming out and saying, no, that finish is not the finish we want. And then Sting winning. And the crowd did not pop as big for Sting winning there than they would have done had they just done a regular match where Sting hit the Scorpion death drop or he locked in the, the Scorpion death lock and had Hogan tap out or you know verbally submit or something along those lines. And they didn't react to it as big as they would have done. That's what I. That's my issue with the finish. Mm. Crowd should have popped huge for this finish. Like you said, big impact move that feels like a finish. And that's the other side of it. It felt like it was just getting into its final gear. And it ended too quickly.
1: Yeah. I, I, I do really like the, the visual of Ronda passing out under this armour. Mm. Uh, that's one way to get round her tapping, not tapping. But yeah, that, that, that would be a really good bit for the eventual Ronda versus Becky singles match. Um, yeah I, and also I don't think you should be angry you can disagree with that anger mm-hmm. yeah,
2: yeah so. yes but excellent email nonetheless yeah, yeah
1: absolutely well very, yeah alright
2: well let's do some 80% facts and then we're going to get out of here this has been a very very long show and we've got to do a live stream very soon um, Harry uh, emails in to say hey guys big fan of the product just thought I'd share some 80% facts with you number one you get more energy from eating an apple than having a coffee huh maybe hey man <laughs> Keeps the doctors away as well. And number two, you lose 5% of energy every time you click snooze on your alarm and continue to sleep. Now, I buy into this one. Mm. I think hitting snooze on your alarm and having micro-sleep just makes you more tired. I think once your alarm is gone, you should just get up. Totally. And that's the only way to do this. My wife is a snoozer. She sets an alarm. She's like, I need to get up at half past seven, so I'm setting my alarm for half six, and then I'm just going to
1: snooze. And I'm like, that is, to me... That doesn't. That, that's backward logic. Uh, anecdotally, I think this is major, like majorly, a, a female thing to do, where you set because Laurie has it as well with his lady partner, mm-hmm. where alarms are set at ten-minute intervals for an hour <laughs> before someone's meant to wake up. Yeah, and I'm like, I've had to move my wake-up time half an hour before it usually is because I don't want to get caught in this hour <laughs> of. Just the, 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 the little iPhone bell ringing, yeah. yeah.
2: Annoying yeah. sounds, yeah. Uh, so I, I completely buy into that one. I don't know if it's like a you lose 5% of energy. I don't know what the mm. percentage is, but I know that if my alarm goes off and I just wake up, I feel much more awake than if I just snoozed it for five minutes and had a five-minute amount of sleep.
1: Yeah, because you go from having a, a lovely six, seven, eight-hour block of uninterrupted sleep, hopefully, to... You're just about to go into REM sleep. Oh, I'm awake. It's yeah. like, that's a form of torture in, in Iraqi prisons. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> so there you go. If you are a, a snoozer... Um, you're a loser. <laughs> <laughs> you're just Iraqi prisoning yourself uh, <laughs> in, when you're in your sleep pan. And let's have this last one from Connor. He says, the louder the fart, the less it smells. It's the silent wet mm. ones that are the killers. All
1: right, well, I will uh, put that to the test over tonight's live stream. <laughs> Thank you so
2: much for all of your correspondents. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back tomorrow, uh, earlier, if you're one of our UK listeners and have not been able to listen to us on your commutes home. um, We'll be back earlier tomorrow. Um, Probably still not in time for your commute, but, you know, we'll do what we can. uh, For the Smackdown review, and then next week we're almost back to a normal schedule. Thank you so much to everyone who has joined us. Take care. I love you. Goodbye.